Welcome to the Inner Source Healing Podcast, the program about healing from toxic abuse. My name is Deborah Ashway. I am a licensed clinical mental health therapist and also a licensed clinical addiction specialist. But I have also been where you are now and have experienced the devastating effects of toxic abuse. It has been a long journey through the path of healing, but when we finally awaken from the trance that is so easy to fall into around toxic people, life can be absolutely amazing. It's like you can finally breathe and live and experience life in full, vivid, extraordinary color. And I want to help people get there by healing from the dependency, the codependency, the trauma bonding, and the abuse. The healing process brings us through those long-standing false perceptions that held us back from experiencing a more fulfilling and meaningful life. Today we're going to talk about something that probably hits close to home for a lot of us that have been in toxic relationships. We're going to break down the walls of protection that are in the form of perfectionism. We're going to call it perfection protection shield. What is this perfection protection shield? So basically it's like an invisible shield that we put up after we've been in toxic relationships or after we've had to deal with um, toxic people, especially like narcissists and sociopaths. It is that constant need to be flawless in the hopes of avoiding a negative reaction from them. Because if you're not perfect around a narcissist that you're very close to, for example, if you have narcissistic parents, you are a reflection of them and they need you to be perfect because they need to appear perfect. So if you're less than perfect, you're going to suffer the consequences. In fact, if they're less than perfect, you're likely to suffer the consequences because they're going to need a scapegoat. Or if you're with a narcissistic partner, like a spouse, they they also need their partner, anybody close to them, to appear perfect. Again, if you're not, you're going to suffer consequences. There will be punishment in the form of humiliation, in the form of rejection, in the form of put downs, even if it's subtle, even if it's like disguised as a joke or in the form of victimization, all the typical tactics that they use. So after being with these people, we start to build up, our nervous system actually starts to build up this protective shield, trying to get us to be perfect in order to avoid these punishments. But guess what? After a while, it doesn't do us any favors. It really just works against us because nobody likes to be around somebody that's perfect all the time or that thinks they're perfect, that's trying to be perfect because it makes them feel judged. So in this episode, we're going to unpack this whole perfection protection phenomenon. And we're going to talk about how it sneaks into our lives and how it basically sets up camp in our nervous system and definitely overstays its welcome. We need to break these down. These are schemas that need to be broken down. These are the schemas that are telling us things like you made a mistake or you're not perfect or you're going to look like an idiot. So what we want to do is we want to take a deeper look at these and examine them so that we can fight against them because we don't need them anymore. So stay with me. I'll be right back. We're going to dig into this perfectionism a little bit more so that we can understand it and break it down. 
Taking down the perfection protection shield. Why do we feel the need to be perfect? So, spoiler alert, it's usually tied to the fear of judgment and some deep-seated shame. But it really does come from our attempt to protect ourselves. Don't get it confused with narcissistic behavior. This is different because this is conditioned or learned protection from toxic abuse. It's conditioning. So we'll sort all of that out too. And we're not just here to talk about the problem. We're going to look at some solutions. There's lots of practical tips and strategies that you can use to dismantle that perfection protection shield. And it is time to embrace the imperfection and let go of the need to be without flaws, or at least what we might have learned as being flaws or identified as flaws. It's not really what you think. So the first thing is understanding the perfection protection phenomenon or the shield. What is what does this look like? How does it show up? Generally, um, and in toxic relationships, particularly those involving narcissists, people find themselves caught in a web of emotional manipulation, control, and unrealistic expectations. They find themselves with no-win situations time and time again, and these dynamics contribute to the development of perfectionistic traits as coping mechanisms. So what do they look like? The survival strategy. It looks like constant criticism. Sometimes in toxic relationships, people might experience relentless criticism and judgment from narcissistic partners. And in order to avoid further emotional abuse or conflict, they begin to adopt perfectionism as a survival strategy, believing that if they can meet impossibly high standards, they can avoid criticism and maintain some semblance of control. It might also look like seeking approval and validation. And this is because of the conditional love that people receive from narcissists. They, narcissists provide love and approval conditionally, only if you're meeting their needs and fulfilling their wants and whims or supplying whatever fuel they're looking for, whether it's attention, admiration, power, or control. And so they're making their love contingent upon your achievements or your ability to fulfill this or your compliance with their expectations. In this environment, individuals learn that their worth is tied to meeting external standards or fostering a constant need for validation. You want to get that positive reinforcement, that validation, so that you know and feel safe in that the narcissist or the toxic individual isn't going to react with a negative or scary reaction. Or even it could be like a micro reaction where they play the victim role, but you still end up feeling bad. Another thing that it looks like is fear of rejection. And that's because of the threats and the gaslighting. Toxic relationships are full of threats of abandonment, gaslighting, and or manipulation that makes you doubt your own perceptions. As a result, you might develop a fear of rejection and believe that being flawless is the only way to secure this. You're securing love and acceptance, and therefore, maybe you won't be rejected. 
It looks like um, a control mechanism, like trying to maintain order. And this because this is because you've been trying to maintain order or some kind of balance in your life. So perfectionism can become a control mechanism in very chaotic and unpredictable toxic relationships. By striving for perfection, you attempt to create a sense of order and predictability in your life, even if it's just an illusion, because it's always just an illusion. As we all know, there is no order in a toxic relationship. It's just full of chaos. Another thing is low self-esteem, and that's because of the devaluation by the narcissists or the toxic individual. Over and over again, these manipulators try to engage in devaluation tactics to undermine your self-esteem. They want to do this so that they gain more power and control over the relationship, basically over you. And so to counteract this, partners of these toxic individuals turn to perfectionism as a way to prove their worth and they and, and try to compensate for the negative messages that they receive from these toxic people. It looks like fear of punishment because of the consequences that you've likely received from mistakes over and over again because toxic relationships are characterized by consequences for perceived mistakes or failures. This fear of punishment can drive you to become hypervigilant about avoiding any mistakes. So further reinforcing these perfectionistic tendencies. It's internal criticism. It's believing these negative narratives that over time you have received in different ways, but the messages come through over and over again because manipulators, they want to control you. And the people that are in these toxic relationships that are the receivers of these negative messages begin to internalize these negative narratives that are imposed by them. And this leads to a very distorted, distorted self-perception. They start to genuinely believe that they have to be perfect or valued to be loved. If this sounds familiar, if this is what you are feeling, take a look at it. We want to identify this perfection protection schema or this perfection protection shield that's in your life. We want to be able to look at that so that we can break it down because it's not helping us. So let's look at some of the signs and the behaviors that indicate the presence of this shield of this perfectionistic shield. If you are relentlessly striving for excellence, you're going to be setting consistently high and often unattainable standards for yourself. You're going to be constantly pushing to excel in almost all areas of your life, whether it's work, relationships, personal achievements, status, what have you. You're going to continue to strive and push yourself further and further, each time and in each situation. If you have a fear of failure, you're gonna experience intense anxiety because the fear that is associated with making mistakes has often resulted in some of these negative consequences. So you're gonna be avoiding tasks or challenges where failure is might be a possibility or even at the cost of your own personal growth. So look at that because fear of failure is a big sign that you might be wearing this perfectionistic shield.
There's going to be an overemphasis on appearance. So there's going to be like an extreme preoccupation with your physical appearance to the out world, to the outsiders, such as maybe your looks, maybe your clothes, your status, maybe you go to the gym more than you really need to. Um, and don't, again, don't confuse this with narcissistic behavior. This is programmed because you've been in a relationship where it was important to the narcissist that you appear good because you were there to, you served to make them look good. If you didn't look good, they didn't look good because their identity is wrapped up in you. You got to go to the heart of this. If you learned this from growing up with narcissistic parents or being in a, in a toxic relationship, you're going to feel the difference. We'll get more into that later, but always go to your heart. Always examine what is in your heart and soul. Do you really care about this? If you find yourself spending excessive time and energy on you know, grooming your hair, your clothing, going to the gym, maintaining a, per, a particular image to project perfection, is it for you or is it because if you don't, then you fear rejection from the toxic person in your life or that you fear that they're not going to see the value in you. If you find difficulty in accepting compliments, this might be a sign too. Dismissing or downplaying compliments from others because you feel uncomfortable, believing that any acknowledgement is insincere or feeling uncomfortable receiving praise. That's because you've been conditioned to be smaller than them. So this definitely not like the narcissist because they want all the attention and admiration that they can get. Um, you might be uncomfortable with this because knowing that you might have something that they want could make you uncomfortable because it's always resulted in negative consequences such as jealousy or somebody talking bad about you behind your back or somebody trying to tear you down in order to build themselves up. Procrastination is another indicator. Delaying tasks or projects despite having the skills and the resources to, to complete them. If you're procrastinating a lot, that is a sign that you might fear starting a task or doing a task because it won't turn out perfect. And then you'll have to suffer the consequences that you've been conditioned to suffer, which is, you know, not making them look good or something along those lines. There's also the all or nothing thinking. So viewing situations as either perfect or a complete failure with no middle ground. In other words, if you do something really great, but you have one mistake, you might view it as a complete failure leading to a constant cycle of perfection followed by self-criticism. So the negative aspects of something outweigh the positive aspects. We want to look at this. There, you might, you might be striving for perfectionism in relationships where there's unrealistic expectations on yourself and on others so that there's no conflict or that there's no hard feelings. That's unrealistic. You might struggle to accept the imperfection in others and be overly critical when expectations are not met. This again is programmed. So we're going to dig further into this. 
because you're going to make mistakes. Relationships are designed to have situations that you will have to resolve conflict. It's so that we can learn. Do you find yourself with harsh and persistent self-judgment or chronic self-criticism, even in the face of success? Do you internalize, is there like an internal critical voice that constantly highlights the shortcomings and the mistakes, telling you that you did this wrong, you did that wrong? It's the critic in you. It's the scrutinizer, that voice that's constantly playing out. Do you find yourself avoiding vulnerability, avoiding being vulnerable, like difficulty opening up about personal struggles or showing any kind of vulnerability. We're all vulnerable. We all share that. It's a human, it's a human trait, but to hide that usually is a result of being around people that will take advantage of that. So it's going to be difficult to overcome, but it is necessary. If you're trying to project an image of strength and perfection in order to avoid being seen as weak or flawed, it's probably because if you have been perceived as weak or flawed by somebody that is toxic or unhealthy, it made you feel really bad and it made you feel vulnerable because they they operate that way. They prey on your vulnerabilities. They want you to be less than them. Do you find yourself overcommitting, taking on too many responsibilities or way more than are realistically manageable, overextending yourself to prove your worth and competence at the expense of your own personal well-being? And this is also, again, not meeting their needs has resulted in negative consequences. So you just try to do everything that you possibly can to avoid the punishment. I'm saying punishment, but it's it's just a negative consequences that result from when you haven't met their needs, served their whims, their wants, covered up their flaws, taken on the responsibility that they should have had, any number of ways that has programmed you to become overly responsible. Recognizing these signs is a crucial step toward dismantling this shield. It opens the door to self-awareness and the possibility of embracing imperfections as part of the journey towards healing and authenticity, part of the journey rather than obstacles. This is what's going to get you to your truest self. This is what's going to also break the trauma bonds. So let's look at ways that perfection protection shield can manifest in different parts of your life. Because anyone who's been in a toxic relationship has been there. We've all been there chasing this elusive ideal of perfection, even though we don't know that we're doing it, but we're doing it. And then only to realize that life is actually more of a journey with no destination. It's all about the journey. But perfectionism can show up in other aspects of your life and it can sabotage other areas of of your life as well as hinder your personal and your creative growth. Some of these are going to be mental challenges such as the 
analysis paralysis, let's call it that, analysis paralysis, when you overanalyze, you overthink, and you hesitate to do anything based on the fear that nothing is going to be good enough or that you can't or you're overanalyzing it or it's not it's not possible or you don't possess the skills required or anything else that you think that you might need instead of just diving in and trying. Instead, you'll be constantly second guessing yourself, stuck in a loop of self-doubt, striving for perfection. You're going to miss the opportunity to continue to improve. It will literally inhibit you from moving forward. And things don't need to be perfect in order for you to move forward. In fact, practice makes perfect. And each time you do something, you're making it better. And each time you do something wrong, you're learning from it to make something better, to make yourself better. And if you stop progressing because you're afraid of imperfectionism, you're going to stop progressing. This shield can erode your confidence. You, over time, you lose faith in your own abilities and in your own work. And you start withholding your creations out of fear of criticism. And you miss out on, not only do you miss out on valuable feedback, but the world misses out on the light that you are here to shine. They miss out on your talents because you're worried about what other people will think. And while this is easier said than done, we're going to go trace this down even further so that we can break down some of these obstacles and some of this all or nothing, this black and white thinking that things are either perfect or a total failure because you're going to miss the opportunity for growth by not acknowledging the shades in between. So how do we do this? How do we dismantle this perfection protection shield that stops us from so many things, that keeps us from living the life that we're meant to live. First of all, understand that this is an illusion. This uh, shield of perfection, it's an illusion. It's not real. Realize that perfection, there's no such thing. No, there's no perfect. There's no universal standard. Nobody is perfect ever. So, Asking yourself instead, is this the best I can do right now? And embrace the growth that comes with that over time. If you are doing the best you can, great. That's that's it. That's enough. That's all you need to do. If you're not doing the best that you can, there's a room for improvement. There's your opportunity for self-correction. Become consciously aware. Take a step back when perfectionism takes over. And instead, try to become the observer. Like remind yourself that there is nothing perfect. Perfection doesn't exist. And literally do your best with what you, what you know now, what you're doing now. People that are healthy value consistency and value other things way more than perfection. You know this. So it takes a conscious shift of awareness, focusing on realizing this, like bring your attention to that. Focus on building these habits and maintaining consistency in your work. Just doing your best, acknowledging that your gifts and your strengths and your limitations and your weaknesses were not really decided by you. That's in your DNA. You were born with this. You didn't design you. So why is it up to you to try to be something that you're not. 
here's another here's a strategy to use so that you can visualize it because it helps to bring it into like a visual format um if you just make three columns take a piece of paper and make three columns and on the left column write write the word either conviction or beliefs or programming write one of those words convictions and then in the center column write the word reality and then in the right hand column write the word emotions because the emotional struggle and then and then you're going to write down in each column like a situation that comes up so that you know for example um you might write down your emotion let's write, let's start with the emotions cuz that's going to be the easiest so you might write down frustrated annoyed or embarrassed that's in your the right hand column that's in emotions and then all the way to the left the left column with your conviction or your belief system you're going to write down what you believe should be the case you might write people should be nice or people should be thoughtful or maybe it's something more to do with you i should have known that or i should be able to to do math or i should be able to write better because what you're going to see when you look at these columns is that the emotional struggle is actually the conflict between your beliefs which is your conviction and the reality so don't forget to write down in that reality what's what's really going on people are thoughtless people can be insensitive people can be mean or the reality i don't really have a talent for math or i don't really have a talent for writing and there's the discrepancy there's the struggle that's the conflict if you believe that you should do this you're going to be frustrated if you believe that other people should be a certain way you're going to be frustrated there's going to be a, a an emotional struggle you can't change reality because you can't change other people and you can hardly change your own dna so the only thing left to change is that conviction column or your belief system or more accurately your programming where did you learn these convictions so ask yourself that ask yourself that where did these beliefs come from you might think that it it's who you are and you might even think that your whole entire life revolves around this belief or these beliefs you've definitely worked hard to maintain this conviction and the truth is that ultimately all of our beliefs are nothing more than programming what we are holding on to what we are telling ourselves in order to navigate this world the best way that we think we need to this is the protective part of our brain it is wrapped up in ego and nervous system it has put these beliefs or this programming in place in order to help you operate in a way that is believed to be the safest in whatever environment that you're in or have been in so therefore if you've been raised in a toxic environment or have been in a toxic relationship you've more than likely learned certain convictions about flaws about not being good enough and about striving for for a uh, perfection so this is where it comes from and it's going to hurt when you try to break this down it's going to be painful because this is what it's designed to do this program it is designed to cause you pain to keep you in line because it feels that you might be in a dangerous situation or that you're going to 
receive very negative consequences if you don't, if it can't convince you that you have to be perfect. So it's going to hurt when you break this down. Remember, it's supposed to hurt. So maybe embrace the pain. And sometimes it feels impossible to break down these schemas. But push through the discomfort if you want to break out. Because while the belief system is designed to keep you safe, it is actually imprisoning you. And breaking down these programs is no small task. It is very difficult. It will cause great discomfort. You'll cry and you'll feel like you're abandoning something inside of yourself. But this is the only way out. I think you know deep down inside that it's worth it. I promise you it is. It's not going to be easy, but it is worth it. Because when you don't have to hold up that perfectionistic front anymore, the weight of the world is off of your shoulders. You can be yourself. In the end, really, perfectionism holds us back from realizing our full potential. So, and there is no one size fits all of perfectionism. So yours is going to look different from somebody else's. And that's because we all operate on our own programming. So strive for progress, embrace the imperfections, and in fact, embrace the pain that comes along with giving up this shield, this protective shield of having to be, of having to maintain perfection. And remember, those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter. Thank you for listening to the Inner Source Healing Podcast. It is important to give yourself the self-compassion that you deserve. And remember that your feelings matter. If you want more information or if you want to contact me, please visit my website at www.innersourcetherapy.com.